Today, this episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly one million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. And within minutes, you're up and running. Printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send it. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping. With Stamps.com's new rate advisor tool, you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's absolutely no risk. And with my promo code, POD, that's P-O-D, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in POD. That's P-O-D. That's stamps.com, promo code P-O-D. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Ladies and gentlemen, especially if you have a small business, it is really, you know how hard it is to get things going. It's usually a one-man show. And I've had only positive experiences with stamps.com. Try it. You'll like it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monacelli. My avid followers knew this podcast as pleasure-seeking, the pleasure-seeking podcast. 
named after my book, The Magic of Pleasure Seeking. As soon as it's available for pre-order, I'll announce it here. Enjoy your listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I'm here, and I'm here with a wonderful lady, Miss Francois. And she's going to obviously be speaking for herself, but I'd like to do my job properly and tell you about her. She, I I guess I could call her a one-woman show. And uh, true to that, she'll be talking about that. She has an MBA, a master's in business um, and a master's in human uh, relations. And um, she also is a speaker, an entertainer, a producer, a writer, an author. I mean, I could go on and on. The list is very long, but it's always such a boredom, you know, to have me say all of these things. But one thing that we really need to say is that she's a funny lady. And the idea of humor comes out in everything she does. And, you know, I get the, the idea from just reading about her, seeing her, talking to her, that it's not all fun and games. It's not all humorous. There is a an expressly uh, female touch to her presentation. She is a woman. Oh, any way you cut it, she's a woman. <laughs> And what a woman she is. Come on, Miss Francois, come in and say hello. <laughs> hello. You know what sums it up for me? The MSS in Miss is multi-talented and super sexy. So that just sums up everything. Well, I made your job so easy. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm hand- no, like, come on, come on. Give me credit. You know, I'm handing them to you on a platter. <laughs> All right. So what are we going to talk about today? Now, um, there are a lot of things that we could talk about, obviously. And one of the things, and she'll remind me, is uh, the books that you have written. I won't go away without talking about those because they're, you know, related to what you talk about. There is always here the theme of breaking up with, getting over that person. And all right, now tell me, first of all, you come from a country and then ended up in another country. Why don't we talk about that? When, what period of time in your life did that happen? So I am from a great, one of the greatest islands on earth called Trinidad and Tobago, hence my accent. And it's also one of the sexiest accents you You, will ever hear. It's true. You can Google it. Yes. (laughs) So I came here in my late teens. A lot of people send their kids here or they migrate here because it's America, the land of opportunity and everything. And I often tell people for most immigrants, it's never fun coming to a brand new country, the cultural shock, the stress, the the emotional things you go through from leaving your family, so forth and so on. But you come here and you do the best you can. And that's what I did. Do the best I can. But I think that's where even humor started for me because of all the certain issues I've gone through in trying to adjust here. I think I just use laughter as something to be able to fit in somewhere. Yes. Yes. But it's not not always fun. It's not always fun. I mean, I I came off the boat when I was very young. My parents immigrated to the United States and I was six months old. So I knew I wasn't. Where are you from? Where are you from? uh, Italy. Italy, Italian born, but six months when I was in, right after I was born, they decided to move to the United States. But then they used boats. It was the last trip of that boat. (laughs) 
So, you know, my reality was right at the basis. We were talking English. My parents were talking Italian. So it was a little different, you know, a little different. But in this mm. case, I didn't have the hardships that my parents had. I was just, you know, they fed me. They, you know. Yeah, you were living the life. Yeah, I was living the life. <laughs> yeah. But in your case, how did you get into, um, all right, first of all, we did say that there were a couple of topics and the topics were relationships, right? Um, getting out of relationships, getting rid of, 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 of a person and you know, closing that door. Now, uh, she's laughing and people, you can't hear, you can't see her, but she's laughing while I'm saying this. So, I mean, now it's your turn to talk. <laughs> okay. So my thing with relationships, I think one of the, the, problems that I had when coming to this country is that you try to fit in, mm -hmm. right? And for me, fitting in was, I end up in a lot of different relationships. Okay. I sound like I had a bunch of men, but <laughs> I ended up in a few relationships <laughs> that was not, you know, I'm now I'm taking responsibility for some of them, but at that time I didn't know any better in the country. I come from the Island. I come from everybody's your aunt and uncle and you yes. could trust adults. Yes. Yes. In America, it's not necessarily the same thing. Everybody's not your aunt and uncle. A lot of people in New York, or from for me and my experience, like I like to say, is people are more for themselves. So I was trusting people that I should not have trust because I was naive in many ways because of okay. my background. All right, now wait, wait, right? wait just um, in Italian we say let let me break an olive branch for the Americans. Um, you're talking about your personal experience, obviously, but all over right. the world. That's the experience that people coming from one place, going to another place, putting their trust in someone and they get, mm. you know, they get a shady deal. That happens a lot. It happens a lot. And the idea of individualism, everybody's thinking about themselves, generally would be Western societies. We can say that mm. Western societies, uh, people are more geared toward thinking about their own personal gain. But this, don't you think this has started to change? recently i know i'm asking you to jump ahead here well well honestly yeah even my experience now even though i have you know i have I've definitely mingled and i right. fully understand more but the culture is, is still is still yes. a, a shock oh yes it's, yes no matter where you come from yeah. especially where is where you're coming from is the one that matters the most yeah. you know I, the cool thing now is we have television we have google we have all this technology so people are already it, it, seeing how other things are and have a yeah. better understanding when i came all those years ago beepers were a big thing mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so i didn't have no idea whatever i had of america for me was full house yeah. was a tv show yeah. so it, it's you know, it's, it's so now, yes, things have definitely changed and it will be different for people coming out. But like I always say, I speak from my experience yeah. and it was not a kind experience. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been in the United States now? Tw 26 years. Okay, so quite a long time, right? Yeah, so now I'm fully American and Trinidadian. <laughs> I mixed it up. <laughs> so did you get rid of that guy after all? <laughs> did you get rid of Let's... Yes, I got rid of multiple guys. Now, you see, one of the things that I do realize, though, is after you learn, because I always said that's one of the things that I end up in relationship, trying to find love, trying to find support, and some of these things that you're supposed to look for in yourself before you could actually you know, yeah. have someone else enter in your life. But I didn't know those things back right. then, right? Yeah. So one of the hardest things in anybody's relationship, even if it's friendship, is trying to let that person go when you know that situation or that person is not good for you. It's very hard. Yeah. Uh, let, but you talk about it as if you're on the pushing out the door. You know, you're the one doing the pushing, right? 
Um, oh. <laughs> or the kicking. So I, think I don't know. That, I, think, I think it's the title of the book. Is it the title of the book? <laughs> Wait. Let that, yeah. Let that man go is the title. Yeah, let that, uh, you know, bleep, bleep, bleep man go. Now, what is that book? Let's talk about that book. Right, but but you see, people have to read under the under the title. Is let that beep beep man go. Yeah, yeah. Right, but at the same time, it's five plus ways to getting over a breakup. Journal your way to emotional breakthrough. Okay. Right. So it's people like the title is to get you looking and saying, "Oh my God, yes." But I always say when you end in any kind of relationship, you're not happy. You're sad, and all kind of things come out your mouth. So that's the reason for those symbols in right. the middle of let that the symbols man <laughs> all go. kinds of things because we're all angry. So uh, however you feel, that's what I wanted people to be able to express when they read the title. Okay, right. All right. So tell me about the book now. How long is it? So how big is it? Is, I mean, uh, how, <laughs> let that man go. I mean, it must be. Actually, 500 pages a short a, a short read okay. and i keep it funny because people don't realize how much hum, humor is healing right yes i i could give you a long boring book to read and that's fine but sometimes you're not receptive to something as i always say it's like flicking a channel if someone is just going on a long documentary you're less likely to stay on that channel but if you see someone telling a joke you're going to give them that extra few seconds to wait for the hook to give them that yeah. chance right yeah. and even when i when you state things with humor people tend to remember more or they're going to take away something from it Mm -hmm. right because they're associated with laughing or telling a joke and people don't even know also humor gives gives off like endorphins like the feel-good drugs in your brain like people don't know these things it's just it just didn't happen just like that Uh right the science behind it so the book has its humor i'm telling some of my own stories so to show the connection because people especially female when they're going through relationships relationship and breakup everyone thinks they're the only one in the right. whole entire world going through right. this yeah right so my whole thing was to make sure you know believe me your friend that's trying to give you information and give you advice she been through it and she most likely in any better off than you right. so sometimes she's not even the best person to right. be giving you advice right? right so my book is five plus steps to getting over a breakup but i always say it's really six because i said five plus because everyone does five <laughs> so i was trying to be smart and do six but some people don't get yeah. it until they read the book right <laughs> but <laughs> so and, and some of the five steps is things that we all have done and sometimes you don't even realize you're okay. doing it i don't but want someone... i don't want a spoiler alert so just right. just give me one step just the first step okay, okay. so so one one of my favorite steps is if the friends that you hold it, the title of that particular chapter is called link with friends. Right. And the reason I said link with friends is for you to start thinking people think, Oh, Oh, I'm getting over a relationship. Okay. I'm going to hang out with my friends. I'm going to put on that dress uh, that, that show my cleavage. I'm going to be extra sexy and attract some new man and make him jealous. And if that's the first thing that comes to your mind, when you say link with friends, then you need to get new friends <laughs> because my thing, my things is friends is something that ha- a word has been watered down. You have BFF friends with benefits. It's just, I don't even use that word too much anymore. I use confidence, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like Good. the confidence that I have in my life is people that I can confidence. I think for me is people that first of all, listen, mm-hmm. it's just to be there. Sometimes most people don't want your problem to be solved. Sometimes you just want to be heard. You want to cry a little, you want to hug, you want comfort. You want to know that someone cares. So you need to link with, friends no we have different kind of friends people so uh-huh. the friend's gonna get you drunk and have you 
half naked somewhere. No, that's not the friend you need. Maybe you need that friend in another six months. Again, I always say don't get rid of all of them, but it's only certain times in your life you might need the friend. The encouraging, the empowering friend, maybe you need to talk to that person every other day. So just make sure you know what kind of friends in your life. So once something like this devastating as a relationship comes to an end, you have these people that you can call to be in your corner, not to judge you, uh-huh. not to give you advice, not to give you solutions, but to listen. Right. Okay. All right. Now we've got one step. We got a taste of that book, but there's also another (laughs) book, isn't there? Yes. Well, that (laughs) book comes from the things that I have done because two things I've done is relationships and me being able to have a TV show and be doing all the things that I'm doing. All right. Now, wait a minute. Before we go into that, then let me. Yeah, I got you. I got you. (laughs) I want to ask what made you decide to host a relationship focused talk show with comedy honestly I, I was just i was just angry honestly <laughs> it's it's angry pain frustrated you're in a relationship you think you're going to get married you start to see the white picket fence you see what the kids looking like you're you're planning to move and then you find out he cheating you find you find out all these things and I, honestly i always tell people this is the fourth season of my show if you watch the first season i am one angry person <laughs> And I think because of, I always say I took my pain and made it my purpose. So it all started from partly anger in my own situation. And someone had came to my job one particular day and I was just in a sad mood. You know, sometimes you get stuck in life and not sure what the next step is in your life. And he had asked me what it is that I would do. You know, if you had all the money in the world, if things were going great, what would you be doing? Right. And I just said, oh, I'll have a show like Carol Burnett. (laughs) And then he goes. Who is Carol Burnett? <laughs> well, tell us. I was who, very angry. Tell us who Carol Burnett is for the people who don't know her. Carol Burnett is a legend. Oh, yeah. Okay, when you come to sketch comedy and being a female, she started what in the late sixties right. into the seventies. Right. Her shows run for years. You just Google her, you'll be laughing from start to finish. Even in this generation, even in twenty twenty one, I still watch shows and crack up. Yeah. Okay, so I and she's alive because somebody's like, isn't she dead? I'm like, no, (laughs) everyone else in the show is almost dead except her and the other one. (laughs) You know, so that's where it all started. And I think my show is not Carl Burnett-ish, but it has some skits in some of the episodes because in the show itself, it does have the comedy effect. So that's what I thought of when I said Carol Burnett. So what is it called? What is it called exactly? It's called the Miss Francois show. Okay, I'm going to yeah, write that. It's all about me in the beginning. Okay, yeah. Right. So you're on your fourth <laughs> season, you said, right? How many episodes yes. do you have up until now? Oh my God, I have over 55 episodes. Okay, good. So, and it's yeah, a weekly? So yeah, I'm amazing. I'm fabulous. <laughs> it's a weekly? <laughs> so I do, I, I push out episodes bi-weekly. Like where it is now, it's on a lot of communi- community networks throughout like the Northeast, mm-hmm. but I'm also in 22 Caribbean countries and also social media and YouTube. Uh-huh. So I'm getting there. <laughs> Next level, you might see me on CBS and you'll be like, I interviewed Miss Francois. I'm like, no, I don't know who you are. Okay. Okay. Now now we got the name of the the show, right? We got the name of the show. We have the first book and then we have another book. And now can we talk about that other book or no? 
Oh, sure, okay. because that relates to the show. Okay. So in, that's, the book is called Lights, Camera, Launch. Basically, is kickstarting your own person, professional TV show with using a me and team. Because, you know, when you're growing up, you're, people always say, oh, there's no I and team. You can't do everything by yourself. And I'm like, but there's me and team. And in order to start anything, any goal in life, you have to start with yourself. Right. So I'm smarter than you are. <laughs> so with that said, right? I, in the beginning of 2020, right around the pandemic, so I was telling someone how frustrated I was with having my TV show and all these things that go, goes on behind it because mine is done in like a state of the art studio. So it's not me just sitting in my house in my pajamas, right? right with no underwear on. It's me <laughs> actually doing things. So I was so frustrated. So she's like, if you, if you know so much, why don't you write a book and help someone else? Or, uh, someone else. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> right. <laughs> But this is why you have confidence. Yes. So I reached out to my confidant, who is Quentin Mezzetin, and he basically, instead of telling me, yes, it's a good idea, he break it down for me. He's like, okay, you do this, you do this, you do this. He's like, so you know a lot. And I'm like answering like, yes. And he's asking me these questions. I'm like, oh, it is a good idea. So your confidant make you answer your own question. They don't tell you what to do. And that's how the whole book came about of helping other people do what I do. Right. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Now, I mean, so what's next? What's going to happen next? I mean, so well, of course, well, with all those titles, I had to be doing something next, right? <laughs> I'm ready for you. Go ahead. <laughs> so based on the book, I'm doing this course that's coming up at the end of October and it's called The Next Chapter because I feel like our life is a book and in in relationships is just turning that next chapter in our life i mean some of the books we we ripped out some of the pages we burned some of the pages but sometimes we can't even get past to the next chapter so it's just helping people get to the next chapter when it comes to relationship and not we and at this point in time when you come out of a relationship is some people try to get back into another one to ease the pain yeah. but i am more in for you know honestly getting to know yourself yeah seeing where, so, you know, certain things, not blame yourself, but take responsibility responsibility for certain things that has happened in a relationship. And how can we move forward, love ourselves more, get to a different kind of mindset before you even think of having someone else enter yeah, into yeah, your life. Yeah. Okay. Um, on uh, When I work with um, uh, guests, I usually, like you know, I ask them to fill out a questionnaire for me. And basically the questionnaire serves to help me know where their time zone is. So if I have to schedule, I know where they're living, you know, but I added a yeah. lot of other questions. So I get a feel for who I'm talking to. One of the questions is um, you won a contest and the prize is to speak to someone you would like and ask them anything you want. Who's that person? And what would you ask them? And you answered Michael Jackson. You would ask, how were you able to hold it together for so long? Knowing all you ever did was be kind, good, and giving, yet many discredit you and treated you like you were nothing. How does it feel when people only want to remember you for things you didn't even do and forget about you, uh, that what you gave to the world, your legacy? All right, so you, you, you would ask him things that for you seem to be um, so against his gift, or against his power, what he gave to the world. And so you essentially believe that he was mistreated by the public. Is that right? Right. 
And the reason, but the reason I'm asking the question is to help myself at the same time. Be right, because many times you go through life, you could be at your job for 10 years, do a great job for nine and a half years and you make one mistake and all they remember, because as soon as you make a mistake, you get written up. You could almost get fired and they put this in your folder. Yeah. But when you look in your folder, the nine and a half years, you didn't have anything that was great and all the grand things you did. Yeah. Why is that? Why are you always focusing on the one mistake I make when at the end of the day, I am human? Yeah, yeah. I would have thought you would have written Carol Burnett. <laughs> I expected it to be Carol Burnett. <laughs> Not at all. I love, I have always been a Michael Jackson fan from, oh my God, forever. Yeah. Like one of those crazy people. I have like a shrine right here. I have the gloves right here. I have, if you were here, you'll be like, okay, you need to go to a mental institute, Miss Francois. Uh, well, well, he was a legend, you know, he was up there with the likes of, you know, still alive, the Elton John, you know, these long sting, you know, these long, long uh, right. Madonna, so, you know, so, they've gone through right, so right. long. So he was in certain eras, but I feel like for, Regardless of what era he was, to me, he was in so many decades. You could count from, you know, right. from the 70s right. all up until the 2000s. Even now, he's very much relevant because mm -hmm. people still want to talk about him, just want to talk about him for the negative. And he, my thing is, it's amazing that even if, uh, for me, he didn't do whatever they said he'd do, so I don't even focus on that. But I, I, it's just amazing how someone could do so many amazing things. And again, I don't know. I, I don't know the person right, in real, yeah. you know, I didn't have a discussion, so I'm not going to go into, of okay, course. he take this painkiller right, and right. What, what, whatever, right. but the things that people might need to, need to cope to be able to get up in the morning, to put on a TV, to put on a radio station, to read something, and it's always something negative. Yeah, yeah. That, that could mentally mess you up sure, so bad. Sure, we know that. We know that. All right, so let me go back to the, these titles here, the MBA and all of that. Uh, so you have studied uh, quite a bit. And you have the skills to create a successful business, right? So let's say when I asked you what is in the future, you said you were joking and you said, well, of course, there's got to be another chapter, right? And then you talked about the chapter. Um, but what I'm getting at here with the question is that have you ever thought of coaching? No, thank you. <laughs> I don't have the patience for that. I, I do not have the patience. I I I'm, I I always tell people no. You you gotta know yourself. I'm the kind of person like I have my confidant, right? He's 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 more like you see. I could call him and he he's the one that'll be listening and whatever. Poor I don't have the listening. That poor man. Yeah. Yeah. No, cause yeah, because I'm the kind of yeah. person you come to me with your. I always tell people I'm not the best person to come to. Oh, Patrice, I feel like ending my life, right? And someone be like, why? I'll be like, let me tell you where you can go to jump off the highest building. So when you do it, you succeed. Cause I, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not sympathetic, but again, we all been through right, certain things in, in our lives. So when someone come to me like, oh, my nail break, I should, oh, I hate the world. I'm like, what? Yeah. Excuse me. I know. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. So, coaching is not for no. most friends. Well, never, never say never, but no, thank you. <laughs> All right. Never say never, but no, thank you. All right. So, so now we're at a point where, um, you have an idea, you've been talking about relationships for so long and you've written books about relationships and getting over them based on your experiences as well. Right. Let's say that today you have, um, do you have, uh, any, are you in contact with young people, uh, high school children or co college children? Do you have 
people around you of that age? Oh, well, the job that I do, my actual real job, yeah. right? I do a lot of, I'm, I'm known as a community person. Yeah. So I do a lot of community things with, from kids from, could be right. from eight to yeah, different age okay. groups with teaching them about finance. Well, this is, like this that. is what I wanted to get at that age group. Maybe that is a little young, the, the teenage years around the teenage years. If you had to counsel, I don't want to say coach, but talk to them about relationships. What would you, what would you, Miss Francois, tell your younger self who was just coming into the United States, give them some hints at how to be careful with relationships? What would you tell her now? I, the number one thing, especially for myself, well, first of all, I'd be like, oh my God, Patrice, you're already amazing. You're good. <laughs> You, you're, you're great. Like, I think that was my biggest thing is I didn't realize how amazing I was. Okay. Right. So if I knew I was that amazing, life would be good. But when it comes to relationships, I'd be like, just honestly, pause on that. Pause on relationship. Right. Do you have some fun? Learn some things. Get to know yourself. Know what you like and don't like. Because if you don't know or love yourself enough, who's supposed to come love you? Right. Unless you're, it's your mother and father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's a lot of things where, where we mess up on. We keep reaching out to find someone else to love us, someone else to support us, someone else to give us something. When we could give some of these things to ourselves, you meet that person, ha that communication, and they understand where you are. You know what you need. You know all the things. And once they're able to give you that, and I should not give, add to that, then you would be great. Mm -hmm. All right. right. So what happened in your life along the way? From that person. Pause one second. Let me show you my confidant. My confidant is right here. So look, you're getting a view of my confidant. Hello, confidant. confidant. Whoa, <laughs> boy. Now that's a good confidant to have. Very, very good. I approve. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank we have you. a great confidant. <laughs> and he comes with five five kids and a wife. So that's why we're not in a <laughs> relationship. So it is what it is. <laughs> five kids and a wife. Listen, why I was going to ask you, and this goes right in, you know, coincides with your confidant. Um, what happened in your life since you moved to the United States until now that made you flip, you know, made you change the direction and made you feel all of a sudden because you said, I wasn't self-confident. I didn't have that confidence then because you said, I would tell my younger self, you're wonderful. You're marvelous. What made, what happened in your life that made you all of a sudden realize you were wonderful? You know what it is? When people treat you like crap yeah, <laughs> for, for a certain period of time, yeah. right? You do, you do change. You're forced to change. Maybe the initial change wasn't the greatest because then you get angry. Yeah. Then you lash out a lot or whatever the case might be. But I would say along my journey of being angry yeah. and all that stuff, I found books. I found like I, motivational stuff. Uh -huh. so, so my thing okay. is, as you can see, my education background, I love to learn. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm one. I would consider myself a student from the Zig Ziglar to the Les Brown to the Jim Rohn. Mm -hmm. Name them. I know Earl Nightingale from 1950 something like people like you listen to that. I, I love those things. And when you're alone and you listen to some of those things and you keep listening, it get into your subconscious. You have a better understanding of things. You change the network of people that you're wrong. You get an amazing confidant like Quentin Mesiton <laughs> and things just try to start to unfold and you continue to grow. And I have grown so much from the person that I was. Uh-huh. I'm still sexy. I've been sexy yeah. since the beginning. <laughs> she but... is, ladies and gentlemen. She's a sexy lady. <laughs>
<laughs> well, so so now we have the new chapter, right? The new chapter is coming out. But yes. let's say, um, uh, is there anything that you have kept aside in Italian? We say there's a drawer, a little dream in the drawer that's staying there until the you know the time is ripe to bring it out. I want to get pregnant yesterday. What do you mean the time is ripe? <laughs> the time is yesterday. Okay. <laughs> I am 43 years old. The good news is I did a fertility test. I have lots of eggs. I just need someone to fertilize it. So if anyone is looking, or not even looking, hearing, I'm 5'5", five, five, brown eyes, caramel complexion, total perfection, and I am, you can fertilize me at any time. Now, your confidant is not in, 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 in line for that. He wouldn't help you with that, right? Well, no, the wife might kill me. <laughs> He's five kids. Looks like he works. He is very, are you telling me? <laughs> <laughs> That's when you say, wrap it up. <laughs> I think he's allergic to all those things. I don't know. <laughs> so we've got plans, right? We have plans. Yeah. We've got big plans. Well, so, so yeah. now, how are you feeling about the United States now? I would say it, it took me a long yeah, time. Yeah. And I would say maybe in the last eight years, I have, I have been okay because there were years that I was just angry. Like I felt like I came here and all these things that seems to be negative yeah. in my life is because of me coming here. Yeah. Right. And one of Steve Jobs sayings is connect the dots going backwards. But now uh -huh. that my life, where my life is now, when you connect the dots going backwards, I see how far I've come and why I may have had to go through some of those journeys yeah. in order to get here right now. So in the last eight years, I must say I'm way, I'm happier. I'm, I love myself mm -hmm. more. I am, you know, and I'm willing to share. And I think when you love your, you love yourself and you learn a certain amount of things, you want to share with other people. Yeah, yeah. So I'm at in the sharing stage. <laughs> She's ready to share. <laughs> Listen, um, I'm sure ready to give. <laughs> yeah, you have lots to give. I can attest to that. Listen, when um, do you get to Trinidad often? Are you able to? Well, the last time I was there was just before COVID, which right. I was happy because it was like November 2019. Mm -hmm. So even when COVID hit, it wasn't, it didn't affect me because I just saw everyone and I'm going back in March of 2022. Good. So I, I normally go to Trinidad like twice a year. I have my mom drink milk. So she had eight kids. My mom is very healthy. <laughs> so I have lots of family still in Trinidad. Good, good. Then you're going to have a great trip. Is there one um, last um idea or thought or suggestion that you could give women and we're talking about women your age let's talk about millennial women 25 35 40 um a suggestion about relationships today this is what i think i would say because one thing i i learned for myself one size don't fit all right because oh, there's many relationship books tv show everything uh, to help you with something just because it helped your friend sharon right that don't mean it's going to help you you know so i would say just be more open you could read the books but think for yourself because i at one point in time i had read a particular book steve harvey book and i love me some steve harvey but certain things even though it was great at, at some point i was like oh i'm a steve harvey student this is how steve harvey said to do it but that you have to still use your brain yeah <laughs> you know take certain things you could read something else you could listen to something else and that might work for you i might sleep with someone tomorrow and be engaged and married in six months and we last forever yeah so just because someone tells you oh you're supposed to read three months you're supposed 
it's, it's between you and that person. So one size don't fix, fit all. Mm -hmm. Just know who you are as a person. And I think certain things will work out how it's supposed to work out for well, you. Well, thank you. With those words. Now my song intelligence. No! I'm smart. <laughs> smart. Beautiful. She's got a <laughs> smile that will knock you your socks off. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. It was a pleasure, Miss Francois. Good luck to you. You're welcome. <laughs> bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you.